0: Welcome to week four of our October worship series, Thankfulness. We began thankfulness exploring the joy of thankfulness. Only when King David remembers God's faithfulness and blessings does David bring up the ark to Jerusalem and a great celebration of thankfulness and joy breaks out. In week two, we talked about the first fruits of thankfulness, and giving God both the first and the best, and not just the leftovers. But we also learned that you and I are God's first fruits in this world. As we live out our lives in this world, as we seek to reflect Christ to others, and it includes how we use our money. Last week, we talked about sowing seeds of thankfulness. Our thankfulness calls us to not just have good thoughts and good intentions, but it's a call to love in action, to pay it forward as we get caught up in the possibility of changing the world with Jesus. Today, our attention turns to the heart of thankfulness. As we prepare to read God's word Let us pray, seeking God's illuminating grace. Gracious and glorious God, you spoke the world into existence. You speak new life into your children and give us the light of the knowledge of your glory revealed in Jesus Christ. Give us now the grace to receive your word, to be thankful and to rejoice in it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Luke in the 16th chapter, verses 1 through 15. Then Jesus said to the disciples, there was a rich man who had a who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give me an account of your management, because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, What will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I've decided what to do so that when I am dismissed as manager, people will welcome me into their homes. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, how much do you owe my master? He answered, a hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. Then he asked another, and how much do you owe? He replied, a hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and make it 80. And his master commended the dishonest uh, manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. And whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust you to the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The Pharisees, who were lovers of money, heard all this, and they ridiculed him. So he said to them, you are those who justify yourselves in the sight of others. But God knows your hearts, for what is prized by human beings is an abomination in the sight of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today, our call to worship came from the hymn written by Cleveland McGaffey, titled Near to the Heart of God. It's located in a section of the United Methodist hymnal titled Prayer, Trust, Hope. McGaffey was both a pastor and a professor, and like most of us, he learned that Christians are not immune from unexpected problems or crises that May come into our lives. But more importantly, he learned that all the challenges of life can be faced through the spiritual strength that God alone can give. In 1903, a crisis in McAfee's own family tested his spiritual resolve. Two of his brother's young daughters died of diphtheria within 24 hours of each other. The situation was made even more difficult by the fact that his brother's home had to be quarantined to prevent the spread of the disease. McGaffey and others were unable to go inside the home to express their condolences or to offer their comfort. And the family couldn't even leave the house to attend funeral services. These circumstances connect in so many ways with what is happening with our friends and family members and what they've recently experienced through this, during this COVID-19 pandemic. Wondering how he could respond McAfee sat up late one night praying and pondering what he could say in a sermon the following Sunday and maybe even what kind of music he could compose to bring comfort to his family and to the congregation. The hymn, Near to the Heart of God, was the outcome of his prayer and meditation. The church choir learned the new song at their regularly scheduled Sunday evening practice. And then they went to the quarantine home of McGaffey's brother and sang the new hymn beneath the darkened windows before singing the hymn with the congregation on Sunday morning. All of the verses of Near to the Heart of God are wonderful, but I think at least right now my favorite is verse 2. There's a place of comfort sweet near to the heart of God. A place where we, our Savior, meet near to the heart of God. O oh, Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God, hold us who wait before thee near to the heart of God. The hymn written under most challenging circumstances affirms the importance of a relationship with Almighty God through Jesus Christ. But also the hope that a heart full of thankfulness can offer us in all situations. Our hearts, more than any building, are sacred meeting places for us to be near to the heart of God. This phrase is repeated twelve times in McGaffey's short hymn, even invoking the Redeemer to hold us near to the heart of God. While it has been almost a hundred and twenty years since McGaffey wrote these words. Christians today need to know that heart place. That heart place of of quiet rest, of comfort sweet, and a place of full release. In that heart place, all is joy and peace. And we are connected to God in spite of difficulty or serious challenges more than anything else our thankfulness connects us to the heart of god in fact it empowers us to be thankful in all circumstances paul tells us give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you 1st thessalonians 5 Verse 18, thankfulness that moves us to faith and hope and joy and peace and love helps us to to live in the assurance. As Paul tells the Romans, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You have been called according to. To God's purpose but even as important as thankfulness is it can certainly be difficult at times it's not always easy to be thankful but it is in our thankfulness our thankfulness for God's presence that God's and God's countless blessings that helps us to see God's gracious activity in our lives and to see God's will accomplished there. And seeing we are moved to faith and hope and love. And especially, especially when we give thanks in the midst of difficulty, we bring pleasure to God's heart, discovering even breakthroughs beginning in ours. God is looking for people like you to praise God and to be thankful because you see these things speak and connect your heart to God's heart. Are you thankful for your present circumstances? Are you thankful for the way that God has made you? Are you thankful for your relationship with God? Thankfulness is the key to your life that unlocks your heart to God and connects you to God in ways that would never be possible otherwise. It's the key that turns your life around because it changes you it it changes your outlook it changes your attitude and it changes your heart there is great power in a heart of thankfulness thankfulness brings contentment and it embraces god's will And instead of opposing God's will for our lives and who God has made us to be, thankfulness embraces God's will and finds freedom and joy that can only be found in a heart of thankfulness. Discontentment has a way of parching our souls, but thankfulness renews your soul. In our reading today, Jesus is with his disciples, but some Pharisees overhear him when he tells the parable of the dishonest manager. The manager is an example of someone with a hardened heart. He seems to have not one faithful bone in all of his body. The manager is anything but content. But compare that to Jesus. Jesus followed the will of his Father to the very end. He obeyed, and he obeyed without complaint. Jesus was humble and obedient. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, Paul says that we should have the same attitude as Jesus. Jesus made himself nothing to, and took on the very nature of even death on a cross. Jesus humbled himself and became obedient. We also are to have that same attitude and to cultivate a heart of thankfulness. The author of Hebrews tells us through Jesus then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise and thankfulness to God that is the fruit of the lips that confess his name. Did you know that thankfulness, even thanking God for our difficulties, is an offering that God highly values? It's a gift of thankfulness that our hearts bring to God. It's so easy to complain. It's so easy to point the finger and and to find fault. But to come with the opposite attitude and to give thanks brings breakthroughs and joyful contentment. Of course, the most important thing that we can be grateful for is God the Father and Jesus Christ our Messiah and Savior and our wonderful Counselor, the Holy Spirit. What a precious gift we have received, God's own self. We are truly blessed. May your heart of thankfulness fill your life and your relationship with thankfulness and love. Thankfulness and love for God. Thankfulness and love for your neighbor. Thankfulness and love for your church. Thankfulness and love for the whole world. Amen.